Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 14. My name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? And we have the Canadian Miss Nikki Sin. What's up, guys? I wanted to like see if I could do Luke's. Did I do it? It didn't it good? hit the same. It didn't hit the same. I know. I know. Yeah. So like what's up, guys? Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, we had an episode of The Challenge that was all over the place. We had a lot of drama brought by Miss Amanda Garcia, stirring the pot all across the board. It was an Amanda Garcia-centric episode, which generally makes for a great episode. The only problem is the elephant in the room, which is Ashley Mitchell, two-time Challenge champion, was in the episode. Then suddenly, she's been kicked out of the house, and TJ says that she's been deactivated. Uh, <laughs> it is a mess. They gave us no reasoning as to why Ashley's been kicked out other than she broke a rule. And, oh boy, it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth because we don't know what happened. How are you guys feeling right now? If you are watching this on YouTube and can see me, I am dressed in all black. We're going to discuss speculation here in a moment. This is likely the death of Ashley Mitchell's challenge career i pray it's not but i just like this is the death of the show that we know and love like when we talk about the speculation part of this show is that like the people on it are flawed and we as an audience and the people on the show get to have a say in that and watch that unfold and how it impacts the game and in this instance we do not we are working purely off of rumor speculation and honestly if we didn't have that our minds would just wander everywhere i'm not feeling good about it at all I absolutely hate it. It's it's so stupid, and I hate to bring up Fessy of all people in this, but even he got a stupid send off. This this season has been like all over the map with like, well, you gotta go, you gotta go, and for what? Yeah, and we're gonna talk about what the rumor is. Uh, some we've known this for a while. Some of us who like you know fall spoilers, and the rumor is. Amanda said something about the sexuality of Josh Martinez. That, that's the rumor that's Ashley. going around. At, Ashley Ash- said it. Ashley, my bad, yeah. Ashley. Uh, and we don't really know what she said because we have not seen the footage. Uh, MTV, in my opinion, they are not showing us the footage as a means to protect themselves. Because if Ashley said something that wasn't that bad and they kicked her off the show, then people would be upset. If Ashley said something that's terrible, that deserved to get kicked off the show, then in some way they at least protect her as an asset for future shows going forward. But most of all, they just leave us confused and angry. And especially when they've shown racist tirades, they've shown physical fights over the years, you know, all these bad things. The fact we don't get this and we just get left in the dark, it's upsetting. Yeah, and the specifics that are rumored, we can't say that they're true, is that Ashley went by Josh and was like, Josh, everyone knows you're gay, and and walked, went about her day. And not that we condone that at all. Like, that's not okay. But, like, does that warrant someone being kicked off the show? We have had incredibly racist, transphobic, homophobic comments made on the show, and those people have been invited back. Those people have won future seasons. Those people have gone on to do several more seasons Yet Ashley is their scapegoat to like, we'll kick off because this doesn't fit our narrative of who we want to win this season. And this is me speculating again, but like Ashley was on a bomb ass team. Like we're going to see today they perform well. 
and they kick her off without any explanation. And I'd read Ellen. A, it could be to protect Ashley, which that's nice. Thanks. Gotcha. It could be to protect the network. I could also see it being to protect Josh from internet backlash and more people saying that because I'm sure he is subcon- or self-conscious about that. But this is a reality television show. When we start taking out the plot and the story that people love to watch, what's the point? Ashley broke a rule. What'd she do? Accidentally like stab someone? Did she murder someone? Did she like do drugs in the bathroom? We That leaves our minds to wander and we don't get the full story of a reality TV show. They think that they're protecting Ashley by saying, oh, Ashley broke a rule. But by not telling us what rule she broke, it's just going to leave fans to speculate whatever they want. And also, regardless of what anyone's sexuality is, leave it. It's that it's not something to, like that's not being made fun of if somebody's like, well, we know you're gay. OK. And and my thing is, if Josh Martinez, not that it's any of our places to speculate his sexuality, but if he truly is not a gay man, which he says he's not. And I'll take his word for it. Why would he be so up in arms about it? The rumor is also that Josh, Devin and Logan ran to production and said, Ashley's got to go. We feel offended. We feel offended. What? She, she just wasn't on your team. You can't just keep running to production and say you feel offended and get someone kicked off the show. Uh, there was speculation that that's kind of what happened uh, with some people even last season. And if we're not getting the clear narrative as viewers, this show, which has already lost a lot of its authenticity, loses even more. And it's it makes it almost unwatchable. I'm not going to stop watching it, but it makes it unwatchable to people who really are invested in the true grit of this show. They're robbing us of the opportunity to learn like these people's stories. So like a a lot of these these people, like the cast members come from the real world, you know? You get to see them like unscripted. These are these are like strangers that you get to meet and you get to learn about them. And so yeah. then they come onto the challenge and they do the same thing. And it's well, for once too. for once it wasn't a setup production fight. Like it wasn't like Josh throwing a drink in someone's face. Yes. Air the air the fight. Air Ashley making a blunder. That's not okay. Air the next day when Josh and Ashley have to be sat down and, and talk to one another. Let Josh talk about Ashley. People have always said this about me. It makes me very uncomfortable. And I thought you were my friend. Like this really hurts me. This really pains me. Sure, that's not a good look for Ashley, but it is real. Let them work out the real issues and let the game unfold. Like that being a house rule that Ashley broke, where? Is that in their contracts? They can't, like, it just is so convoluted to me. And I understand production can do whatever they want to do. But at this point, they're just making their own rules. No, yeah, it's like, go ahead, Alan. I just want to say, like, when you think about it, like, it's the challenge now. But originally, it was the real world road rules challenge. And the biggest thing of, like, real world and road rules, the crux of it was these people coming all together from different spheres of life and conflicts of race, you know, sexuality, uh, finance, gender, etc., coming together and learning about one another. And sometimes they conflict. Sometimes things get real, you know. And this is the opposite of real. They're just hiding their blemishes while also at the same time just it, – it's a mess. Uh, what do you have to say, Nikki? Oh, I'm just – it's it's just very frustrating because I feel like there should be some sort of conversation happening, especially with the comment that is speculated um, to be made. Why is Josh so uncomfortable with people thinking that? You know, this is like a real thing that he should explore. Why why does he feel uncomfortable 
people thinking that about him. And the just like covering all of this up is it's it's so not what I feel like the show is about. It ruins so much of it. And I know I'm taking it back again, the real world, but like the real world, go big or go home. They had that whole thing with like Jen. We got to see that. Yeah. I, I want to I want to see the like authentic people. I even want to point out too. Some might argue, well, that was that was a long time ago. It wasn't in terms of Jenna. That was the real world. This is the challenge. Uh, Kaylee Morris, out in Natalie Negrotti, was invited back to the next season. Almost got in a fight with Natalie. Said she would do it again, and has been invited back to multiple other seasons. Rumor is she was invited onto this season. So it's okay that she broke that house rule in the past. But now when Ashley does it, when it's close to the final and she could possibly get her third win and it's going to take away from maybe one of production's little darlings, that's when the role matters. It yeah. The consistency is gross. We had, we, had Cam- uh, we had Camilla on Dirty 30 with her racist tirade towards Leroy, which I must say they showed it. But even then, they didn't even show the extent of all her worst antics on that season as a means to protect her and themselves which is them covering their bases, but they let her go on to compete in the season. They let her win $450,000. And even after all that, they invited her for Champs vs. Stars 2. And what did she get kicked off for? Hitting a production assistant. Uh, it is, it's madness. And this company has kind of like lost everything that made reality TV great and what made us fans of the show. And while we don't know what Ashley did or whatever, whatever she might have done, uh, it's just, it's disheartening. Like, how do I know she didn't just, like, pull a fire alarm? You know? <laughs> like, they they left it so wide open. Like, well, yeah. Ashley broke a rule. She was deactivated. Okay. And they didn't even let Amanda explain anything? All we saw was Nani say, where's Ashley? Like, it's this big shock. I don't know. It's... Uh, I've said my piece. I think we all have. It's just really... I'm upset unfortunate that this is what the show has come to and not that we want to see people bash other people but we if it happens we would like to see that because that is part of the authenticity that this show provides and the reason that it's gone on for 37 seasons people enjoy watching real people do real things even if it's negative like My sit hope. down and have that real conversation like we we've got to see nani open herself up to casey mm-hmm. yeah you know and it's it's this is obviously not, you know, the typical relationship for her. So, you know, it's it's supposed to, I feel like discussions like this are supposed to happen. It's supposed to open up a conversation and MTV was just like, nah. Should yeah, we, we wanted to talk about this Ashley stuff first because we wanted to get ahead of it before we had yeah. to talk about the rest of the episode. My hope is that they're just, Ashley will be back for a future season because she's a great character. She's absolutely important to this show. I wouldn't mind if she took a break as well. Um, and I hope they're just doing this to protect everyone involved. And worst case scenario, this puts Ashley in the All-Stars casting pool, which I think everyone would want to see her in more anyway. Uh, All-Stars 2 debuting on Thursday. Uh, I've seen the episode. Brings in a lot of nostalgia. You'll be thrown right back into it with the music and stuff like that. So get ready for that. Uh, and now we're going to talk... <laughs> About episode 14 and the house life and the drama and the, yeah, we're going to talk about people having fun and stuff. So, ha <laughs> ha. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, quite, quite the transition, but we're just going to transition like the show did. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, talking about the house life and drama portion, 
not a lot of house life in this episode. We opened the episode with Logan coming back from his elimination win. Nelson's having a conversation with him. He's like, hey, why would you switch teams when you promised not to? And Logan just simply says, well, my own teammate called me into elimination. Thus, I'm not going to stay with Ruby. I think Logan was going to switch either way. And he just was putting a, a, a facade that he was ever going to not switch. Yeah, and Nelson's the person that would believe that right off the bat. So it made sense in my head, too. And, yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just so sick of Logan already. Yep. Uh, we In this scene, we see Tori joking around with Casey, like, oh, let's see who's stronger, let's see who's stronger, as she tries to pick up Casey, and Casey with not that much resistance is not getting picked up because Casey's very strong. Uh, in this scene, you just see Amanda looking at Case, at Tori the same way that us, the fans, have been watching Tori this whole season, with just pure disgust at the antics. Like, they're just a lack of genuinity, and these two people do not mesh whatsoever. They are completely different players, completely different personalities. Amanda versus Tori, it's a big part of the episode. For sure. I wish the show did a better job of highlighting their background. I mean, they've not liked each other for a long time, partly because they've dated some of the same people, um, they've had previous issues, but I could also understand not wanting to like talk about your exes on this platform, but it didn't give us everything we needed to give us a full circle story, but it's so wonderful for me to watch Ash or Amanda just totally rip on Tori. Oh, the minute I saw Amanda give that look, I was like, this is how we've all been feeling. This is so cringy to just watch. It my, feels my, like, yeah. like MTV's written this character for Tori and she's like, yeah. I'll just keep playing along. It feels like Tori has written this character for Tori and she's trying so hard not to deviate from it. And it's exhausting. Like, I don't know if this girl has a genuine bone in her body because her persona on the show versus on Instagram versus on are you the one versus on her podcast, they're all different. And it's like, she has these different roles. She's in her head, forced herself to play. And I don't know who the real Tori is. Does she? This is just like a bad episode of Victoria's. That doesn't exist. Victorious is a fantastic program. Uh, Tori, but Tori Vega, was never the star. Tori, Tori Vega was never the star. No, Tori Vega was a problem. She's a problematic character. But good show. Let's not let's not let's not slander Victoria. Let's slander Victoria de hell. I'm not uh, I'm not slandering Victoria. <laughs> what I'm saying is there's no such thing as a Tory stan in any realm. I know there, there are, there are, there are. are they few, they're exhausting. And they call they call me ugly on Twitter. It's great. Uh <laughs> We ha- I do want to say, like, I have a follower on Twitter. He's like, I don't really, like, he's like, I'm a casual fan, but is it just me? Or has Tori gotten a thousand times more annoying? And, yeah, she kind of has. I mean, she's boosting herself up as though she's done so much more than Amanda when really their resumes are kind of similar. Yeah, Tori's made some finals, but it's just there's been so much lacking, and she's had egg on her face, and she's just put people down in the process to propel herself up so many times. It gets grading. Uh, I, I, Tori is a good competitor, but man, it's just like, take a step back. Just just take a chill pill. Be you for a, like a, a good second. And if she could just fall into a villain role, I would probably stand her. But she wants so so badly to be the good guy. It's giving <sighs> it's giving pick me, and I'm just I'm just really over it. Like her and Corey just need to take like some time off. You know, yeah. My favorite thing is Tori saying Amanda keeps talking shit behind my back. And I'm like, dude, she keeps taking shit to your face. 
You follow her on Twitter, she's calling you out every day of the week. It's like she's not she's not afraid to talk crap to your face. Like you just you're just saying that she's talking stuff behind your back in order to make her seem like a villainized character when she'll go directly to your face. Uh, moving on, we have Amanda's friend Nelson, who's walking alone by himself, uh, sad that he doesn't have Corey. It's like the Michael Sarah uh, video slash gif where he's just by himself. Um, <laughs> Devin and Kyle, they narrate like, oh, I used to walk these rocks with Corey, and they create some fake Nelson confessionals, and he even throws a jab like... <laughs> Uh, he's like, it's like one in three competitors left. I have a fifty percent chance of winning, which is a which is an actual Nelson quote from Total Madness. Sure is. Also, I miss Berta. Right. <laughs> it was funny. I think that it's probably to Nelson's benefit for Corey to be gone, just because people had like a sour taste in their mouth for Corey this season. Whereas with Nelson, it's like, oh, that's that's Nelly T. It's been a rough game for Nelson. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he was the most featured person in the trailers. He had two showmances, and it, it was just like I thought this was going to be Nelson's season, and it's just it's not it's not Nelson's season at all. It doesn't feel that way, and his confessionals aren't helping because he constantly, you know, he'll take jabs at certain players, you know, like the women of his team, along with many of the other men in this episode, where it's gotten annoying. Logan, Dev, and CT—they're all just bringing the women down, and it's like, dude. A lot of these women are better than you. A bit I, Forgive me, but I, my mind, it has to go here because I'm thinking if I'm a listener right now. Random question. If this is not Nelson's season, at this point in the show, this season, whose season do you think it is? Because for me, it seems like it's Amanda's season. TJ? Yeah, it's uh, Amanda. I mean, since episode like 10 or 11, it's been Amanda's season for sure. She's carried the last four or five weeks and she's not only getting the best, like, not only is she carrying herself as a big character, she's elevating other people to actually be interesting. And I want to say, too, God forbid, but it honestly kind of seems like Josh's season, too. He's got lots of confessionals, has yeah. somewhat been manipulating votes, and he keeps talking about, like, I'm going to make this final. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. So, yeah, what was what seemed at the beginning of this season to be, like, the Nelson show, the Emmy show? Is the Josh and Amanda show, maybe? I don't know. Sorry, I had to say that because I'm sure yeah. if you're a listener, you're like, well, whose show is it? The two of them even had a scene in the episode where Amanda talks about, like, if I go into elimination, Josh, who from Emerald am I infiltrating? And she pushes him and pushes him. And eventually Josh says, uh, Casey and Nani is who I want to run the final with. So take Tori's spot, essentially. Uh, and then he reneges on that a little bit. He says, oh, well, I want to run the final with Casey most of all. But he said Casey and Nani. He said those words aloud. And Amanda does promise him, like, hey, I won't use this as dirt against you for now. Um, because she's loyal in that sense. Uh, but it was an interesting scene because then we had Big T getting told by Logan and CT, like, hey, don't join our team. And it just become really awkward to see all this stuff. I hate it for Big T, and it's not a lack of self-awareness. I don't want to say that. Like, I give props to Big T for coming and competing. She's not the most in shape. It's not that she's out of shape. She's just not the most in shape. And, yeah, she's had a pretty pitiful run this season. I won't lie. But for people to, in your face, just tell you, don't join our team. The person who last season was your partner for the majority of the season and the other person who was your showman's, that's like a knife to the chest. No, it's it's starting to become just, like, disgusting. Just every man on there, honestly, except for Josh, and I hate to say it, 
please never quote me on this. It's just like bashing on the women all the time. Oh, they're doing this. This is why we're losing. We're losing because of this or this. All right. So you're just going to blame. You're going to blame everyone else except yourself. You ever thought it's, about. Yeah. Teamwork shifting. And I got to say, like, I'm so tired of CT saying, oh, I love Big T. No, you no, don't. You don't. Just you say just, you, don't. you just clearly don't just you don't have to lie to us because you don't want to get, you know, fans angry at you. You want to keep your 100 percent approval rating with casuals. You don't like Big T. Just say it. You don't I mean, like you don't have to drag her in these half assed ways. Just be transparent with us. It's one thing to have these like big brother characters who, you know, orchestrate these fake storylines, stuff like that. Like, dude, you're CT. You're bigger than that. And you're falling into the sauce. You're lame, bro. Like, just just be honest with us. I agree. But there's a reason my casuals love CT because he knows how to work this the system. Last season, my casual friends, whenever he said all that stuff to Big T, oh my gosh, we used to love him. The very next episode, he apologizes and they hug it out and they're like, oh, he is such a good guy. It's like, come on. At some point, I'll give props to him because he knows how to play the casual viewers. I mean, Bananas does the same thing. so To this day, for sure, yeah. Though there's a much different, like a lot, a lot more people hate bananas and hate CT. There's a there's a great difference. Like CT, people will just eat whatever he says up, and it's uh you know, uh the uh, bananas does have a lot of casual fans, but it, he has more haters than CT. Uh, there was one little Morehouse thing left, and it was Amanda drawing up a little math quiz for Logan and Josh to play with, and I thought that was like really funny. That it was like I don't know how you can see this girl is not an asset when she's writing your guys these like puzzles and these anagrams to solve. I'm like, how could you not see that as an asset for your team? Yeah. I, and honestly, I thought it was kind of a shady thing, too, just to be like, let's see who the weakest guy out of these two might be. Let's ponder this. Oh, it's Josh? Huh. Um, Josh. <laughs> are we not still waiting for Josh to solve the math equation from Devin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Six times nine? Eight each other, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favorite thing was Josh saying like, oh, the math, I, I can solve it. It'll just take me a hot minute. I'm like, dude, it's going to take you a hot hour to fucking solve this. A, a smoldering hot minute. <laughs> On fire. A boiling hot minute. Daylight savings. It's it's one hour goes back to the next. We got to get to it again. Like, long time. <laughs> and that's our house life portion. If it seems underwhelming, it kind of was because most of the stuff was the gameplay portion. Next up, though, we're going to talk about the Daily Challenge, which was Top Gun inspired. And now moving into the Daily Challenge portion. This Daily Challenge was sponsored by the movie Top Gun Maverick, which actually led to a visually cool Daily Challenge as the players were put in these uh, in pilot suits. They got nice shades and they went into a fake airplane. Players were then dunked underwater where they would then have to escape from the plane. It was super claustrophobic, super terrifying if I was there. But for us, made for a visually stunning challenge. They had to unhook a bunch of puzzle piece tiles uh, from the plane that's like draped all across of it. There were 25 total tiles. Uh, and at the bottom of the plane, there was a board that had the puzzles uh, panels they had to memorize. Teams had different techniques when it came to communication, teamwork. Then one person solving the puzzle board on the side. And boy, oh boy, this was actually a cool daily challenge. And I know we don't like the different heats and stuff like that, but I, I, I like this one a lot. 
Yeah, the only flaws were the same things we all said. Like, heat makes it tricky, although this didn't seem to be rigged. Uh, and then the one team still has six players. So they have an advantage. But still, it was a good day. I really enjoyed it. The the plane dropping into the water, so unnecessary, but so cool to watch. I liked it. I I was squirming the whole time. I was very uncomfortable. Uh, don't don't like to be in enclosed spaces like that. Um, I can swim probably as as well as a goldfish cracker. Um, so not well at all. Uh, <laughs> that really threw me off. I was getting very uncomfortable watching it. But I did like that it was there was a time limit. Like he had forty five minutes, and like if you got timed out, I was like, okay, that that does help with the rigging because. I get so annoyed when it's like a time challenge. I'm like, okay, but you could just say it was any point in time. <laughs> you could say it was any time amount. Yeah, this this challenge was not made for people who are afraid of their plane crashing, people who are claustrophobic, people who are afraid of drowning. And if you're afraid of all of them, it's a lot of problems. This, so this is terrifying. Uh, I'm so some... excited to get on my flight today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, if you're afraid, if you can't dive deep into the water, this was also a very difficult challenge, which we saw a lot of teams struggle with because to be able to dive and then memorize, it's it's a, it's a lot going on. There are some fun notes I have to bring up. Uh, I don't know if you guys know with the movie Top Gun Maverick, it is the sequel to the original movie Top Gun. It was supposed to come out June of 2020, which it got delayed because of, I mean, it didn't get delayed. It was supposed to come out June 2020, but it got pushed back because of COVID. And I know this because I go to the movies every week and every week I get my giant diet soda and in it, it has a Top Gun Maverick logo, June 2020 coming out. Movie isn't coming out till 2022. So every week I have to look at this cup that says Top Gun Maverick on it, knowing this movie is still forever away. <laughs> Random side note, but I'm pretty sure in case you like looked into this, Davon, Devin, Devin Simone hosting and two other challengers filled a universal ad right before COVID. And I'm pretty sure it was for Top Gun as well. And from what I heard, we're never getting it, but maybe we'll get it this summer. It was Davon, Devin, Darrell and Rachel Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Would be phenomenal to see. That was was four years ago. (laughs) It was 2019 when it was filmed. Yeah. That's, oh my God. That's so long ago. So Top Gun Maverick, really been pushing people around and also before the daily challenge started they had the instructions for the challenge told to them on a video from cast members from the movie top gun maverick but i don't believe the actual cast members saw that video i think they edited that in post and they all pretended they saw it because it did not look like they were watching it live the volume on that was off and we didn't get tom cruise we didn't get miles teller we didn't get john ham we didn't get any of the big stars that are going to be in top gun maverick we got some schmoes. <laughs> couldn't even couldn't even get one of them. Couldn't get we Miles got, Teller. We got the production assistants. <laughs> the craft craft they services. Just said they're on the they're on the movie. Just take our word for it. One they're of those actors. One, one of those actors I do know. I I, I forget his name now, but uh, I've seen him and stuff. But the first guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, I know that guy kind of. But I'm like, couldn't couldn't get Miles Teller. We couldn't get just just give us Miles Teller and then five people we don't know. Just do that and then we because everyone would be like, hey, Miles Teller on the challenge. Nope, couldn't get that. Uh, <laughs> Drake would do it. <laughs> Drake would Drake do it. Drake would do it. Yeah, yeah. Degrassi star Drake. Uh, 
Next up, we have the actual daily challenge itself. And as we talked about, the blue team, uh, they were doing, I mean, the, the Emerald team, who have been dominating this whole season, they were struggling because they didn't have the communication down. Uh, they realized really quickly that diving would be really difficult. Devin had to be the diver when he expected to be the guy putting the puzzle pieces on, as he's usually the smartest guy on their team. Uh, a big struggle for them was that they could only find 24 or 25 puzzle pieces. And why could they not find the 25th? It was <laughs> attached to go- the goof, Josh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Loser. The goof's going to goof. If <laughs> no, if anything's going to happen, the goof is going to goof. This isn't the first time this has happened either. On Total Madness, there was a challenge where he knocked off a puzzle piece off his moving truck from the start and couldn't solve the puzzle. And then he's like, what happened? You guys didn't give me enough pieces. And everyone was laughing at him like, Josh, you knocked off your piece at the beginning. And he's like, no, you're lying. You're lying. And then they show him the footage and he goofed. <laughs> Satisfying to watch, I must say. Sad is fine. And uh, not to jo- dunk on Josh Moore, but we're going to dunk on Josh Moore. You also got to think of him taking Nani's rope in that swimming challenge last season, knocking her into the water. And, I mean, he's due for one of these this season, guaranteed. The guy, oh, man, I, I can't believe you think you're going to be a strong team winning a final when you have a guy who can't get a puzzle piece off his leg for you to win a challenge. I don't know. If Fessy's gone, Ashley's gone. Production seems to have a favorite. You never know. The final might be banging pots and pans together. <laughs> or or uh, spitting or like Or messing talk. up math problems. Who can mess up the worst? I can do it. It's Josh. Who can spit the most while they talk in a confessional? Ooh. 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 Do we not guy. notice? I Because I notice. Yeah. All I'm over like, the place. Is, I'm like, that. those are some droplets. That I could feel be ter- COVID. Yeah. I don't know. I feel terrible for the camera confessional man. Like that guy's that guy's having a bad day. Uh, could be a woman as well. Camera confessional woman. I don't want to, you know. Uh, Ruby team goes for their round, and it, it's just a total mess because Kyle and Nelson are the two people who are able to dive underwater, but they have no memory skills. So how are they going to memorize the puzzle, and how are they going to communicate it to Amanda? They didn't have the skill set to do well in this challenge, and they didn't have. The personnel to do well. They had nothing. They had no reason they could win this challenge other than a miracle. Well, and it's interesting that even you just mentioned Kyle, Nelson, and Amanda, not even Big T. She was a non-factor in this daily challenge. Like, yes, she provides some comical aspects of like, oh my gosh, she dove in and her wig fell off. But like, she missed some puzzle pieces. She didn't really help solve the problem. And they ended up just timing out. I just, I felt bad for her because... It's sort of like, like, like they're the smallest team. Like they have the the least amount of, of people on it, but it feels like she's always being like pushed out of it. Like everything that they're doing, they're just like, no, no, no we have enough people, we can do it. No, no, you could just like float off to the side, and then any mistake that occurs, they're like, well, we can just blame it on Big T. Yeah, my thing is like they were all terrible, so I don't, I don't want to yeah. blame anyone. So it's just like there's no one to blame. You guys just suck. It's just you all sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, Finally, oh, some teamwork. They sucked as yeah. a team. Ooh, you got a fifty-three percent out of a hundred on your test, and you were the best on our team. Ooh, good job. No, you just are all. You all fail. You all fail, bro. Uh, Sapphire, though, my God, they kill it because Ashley is the one collecting the pieces. CT is the one going under diving and memorizing because he's smart. Logan is detaching pieces and literally hurling them to Emmy to make it easier 
for Emmy just to swim to shore and hand Ashley more pieces. They were a well-oiled machine. And when they could not find their 25th puzzle piece, Ashley, very cool move. She just, like, because she's been on land the whole time doing the puzzle for them. She puts in a perfect dive into the water. And as a team, they're just working to find that 25th piece. They were all in together, and they were, they beasted this challenge. This made me feel absolutely sick knowing what was going to happen because they worked so well together. Even CT says, me and Ash know what we're doing. We're going to keep the others calm, believe it or not. And we're just going to do this. Like, we're going to work well together. We're going to get this done. And, like, even just watching it, even when they had misplaced their last piece, it was clear what the outcome would be. It was so amazing to watch. They worked so well together, and it was so nice to see the Emerald team just, like, get that smug look off their face. It was it was fantastic. I mean, and really, Ashley's gone now, but that dive she did into the water was picture perfect. It was like she just rushed in. Even the crowd was shocked by it. It's like, whoa. It's just like, yeah, that's how good this team is. The person who isn't even swimming can go out there and swim just as good as the rest of her teammates. God damn, we missed. This team could have really met, like, destroyed a final together. And maybe they still can, but oh boy, as a foursome, they were fierce. No comment. I'm sick to my stomach. Just about <laughs> it. Like, you know, I'm the biggest Ashley Stan. This could have been her third win. And I really just feel like she was robbed of it. Based on speculation of production, just loving Josh. Mm-hmm. Goofed up big with that one. Uh, Sapphire team wins the daily challenge. They are hyped as hell. Uh, TJ tells them that they'll be getting a screening of Top Gun Maverick, which I think they'll be flew out to the premiere. Hopefully, I, I hope that's what it means because I don't know when this like movie's coming out. It keeps getting pushed back and back. Which, if you're Emmy and you're in Romania, that's a pretty pricey ticket to get flown into America for Top Gun Maverick. So good for her. Oh, and Logan from Spain. We know what will happen. They'll fly in CT, and that'll be it. He's he's a big movie star now. He can walk <laughs> that red carpet. <laughs> Just him. <laughs> Just him. Yeah, Ashley, stay, stay your ass at home. Logan, Emmy, uh, they contracted a sickness. They can't come. Oops. They'll figure something out to like make sure they don't get to go. Th- they'll Skype in. Here's the premiere. All right, see you. Bye. Well, they Skype in with their cool nicknames. I hope not. There's going to be a picture here with the nicknames because I don't have them remembered. So if you're watching the video version... The nicknames are right there in the right-hand corner. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, sorry, you're not knowing these nicknames. I know one is Rocket. I just remember one was Rocket. Because they all looked like names of, if you went to, like, uh, like the Humane Society, or I don't know if that's a thing in the States, um, yeah. or, like, or like a pound, a dog pound. Yeah. Like, that's the names they would give the animals <laughs> you're going to adopt. Yeah. This is Maverick. Oh, here's Rocket. <laughs> TJ then, like. TJ then announces that at the house they will be getting a Top Gun-themed party, uh, which leads us into our gameplay and politics portion. Moving into the gameplay and politics portion, the players got their own Top Gun-themed party, so they showed up in their dresses and their party clothes with Top Gun hats and with sunglasses on, and they all looked, honestly, pretty damn good in the hats. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what it is. Those hats look good. Those sunglasses look good. I liked it. Yeah, I love a good theme. Even if it's that simple, it just like unifies the entire night, I guess. It's it's fun. I love theme parties. It it was 
They're one of my favorite things. There was like, I saw Amanda and Nani in a hat. I'm like, I don't know why I, I didn't know I needed this, but I needed this for some reason. Bonk me if you want. Um, then you had Nelson who looked like a village person. He looked ridiculous. Um, but it was just, it, it was all good fun. It made, it made stuff better. Uh, Amanda, she, <laughs> you good there, Nikki? <laughs> the village person comment. I'll, I'll yeah, that goes. got me. Nelson's wardrobe is consistently like he is like a village person cosplayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right word I'm looking for, but they like goes and performs at like children's birthday parties who don't even know who the village people are. No, I think I think he's a he's a village person only fanser. Like for that specific niche, I don't I don't see kids parties for Nelson when it was <laughs> true. <laughs> you have broken me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but in terms of the gameplay, uh, Amanda, she's like, she's talking with the Ruby team. She doesn't really care. It's like, why are we blaming people? We all suck. She goes to Ashley and she sees Big T, Tori, Nani, Casey, all just kikiing it up. They're laughing. They're having a good time. When she's like, well, they're not safe for elimination. Put me in and let's stir things up. Because at least if I go in, I can choose my opponent. And based on the elimination, I know each of their strengths and weaknesses, and I want to have them afraid, which I thought was brilliant because you can play a passive game and just let yourself get thrown into elimination, or you take the game in your own hands and take that risk, and maybe your odds get dramatically shifted in a positive way. For sure. And all the people's confessionals where they were like, Amanda's so chaotic. Her head's not in the game. She's here for the wrong reason. She's here for drama. No, she is, in fact, securing her place in the game by managing the situation. She's going in one way or another. She's just going to do it on her terms. She's here for a million dollars like the rest of you are. Or did you sign a different contract? They might have. And I I love it. She's like, I'm going in, guys. You guys should be afraid. And Casey tries to pop up like, okay, so, so put me in. Because Casey thinks Amanda is like a layup person. And Amanda's like, hey, look, I know you're good at stuff, but like anything could happen in an elimination century. Like, uh, <laughs> it was just, she was just swinging. I, I, I love it because they're like, oh, Amanda, you're acting so defensive right now. It's like, no, 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 she's not acting defensive. She came in playing offense. She's just playing pure offense. There's no defense going on. You're the one who's getting defensive by saying she's defensive. Amanda does embarrassingly, I hate to say it, say, guys, I'm good at eliminations. The trailer yeah, yeah. doesn't really show that. However, that was a slight slip up. I don't like Casey, who is a new a new face of this show. I mean, it's her third season. She's performed so well. Alan broke down last week. Like she is like looking like a top female all time when it comes to dailies. She's looking very, very good. However, Amanda's been on this show since Rivals Three. I don't want to discredit her in the sense that like she's a layup, and Casey does that. Like Amanda brings something to the show, even if it's not like brute strength, that it's just so irritating to see Casey comment on like, okay, girl, it's just weird. What Amanda brings in like, like personality and plots, you know, storylines, it's the equivalent to what Casey brings in like fitness and and, uh, winning in the competitions. In my in my eyes, I feel like they're like on even playing fields. And I'm gonna give it to Nani. Nani was getting upset with Amanda. She's just defending her girl. Okay, I also get a couple of drinks in me, and I'm ready to fight anyone that's talking to somebody I'm into. 
this was to me like the best version of Casey we've seen all season because we've seen Casey acting smug in her confessionals. Amanda got Casey to pop up and be like, oh, you want to call me out? It's like, how about you throw me in? Cause you're not throwing in my girls, like stuff like that. Like, are you, are you willing to do that? And like, kudos to Amanda because you made Casey literally come off the couch and stand up. You know, she's usually the couch herself, but like she became a character in that moment, a real reality TV character, even with her fights with like Josh and stuff like that. She always stays passive, but Amanda, dude, you got her out the couch. You got Nani who's been boring since double agents to bring out some old Nani to be like, Hey, I'm going to fight for my girl. She needs some noodles in that moment in her hands. Like Nani and Casey brood, they became challenge competitors again. Was happy to see them come out of their shells. Aw. It was still a little bit lame. And I know that Nani was drunk. And when Nani drinks, like, she says crazy things. Me too. I feel that. Not judging. But, like, Amanda's still your girl. Has been, actually. Like, it's not just because of the season. Like, you've been friends. Like, you even tried to mend fences between her and Jenna. And I understand defending your significant other more so than a friend. But, like, the attack really seemed like it was more towards Tori in that instance. Um, and I feel like anytime Nani uses bro in an argument, she just loses. Like, she's like, are you serious, bro? It's like, okay. <laughs> the, the argument just ended. Like, Nani ran out of things to say. Um, but still, like you guys said, I was happy to see them do something because uh, they've been a snooze fest since literally Double Agents. It was nice to see them, like, buck up and do something. Um, I, I didn't like that it was taking away from Tori getting called out. Because Tori seems to be all talk. She's like, no, I bring a lot of things to the table. I'm I'm great for this team. Tori reminds me of, Because... Like, yeah, Tori reminds me of the person who, like, at a job is like, I'm the glue of this place. And it's just like, you're, like, you, you're, you're good at your job, but we can replace you in a week. That's, like, that's how it felt. Like, it's like, you're this place would... the regional manager. It's like, yeah, this place would crumble without me. It's like, oh, we actually, we... We found out a computer can do your job. Actually, we could, we could just you could do, we could put a code in for your job, and that that's how I felt. Um, Amanda came in swinging, and she had people on their toes, which is what matters. That's what she was trying to do, and it moves us on to our deliberation, which Ashley is no longer there. And without Ashley there, Amanda going into elimination seems like a good bet because I think Ashley would have maybe tried to sway Amanda into not guaranteeing herself to go into elimination, but without her there. Amanda says, "Like, hey, throw me in. Give me, give me the ball. I want, I want, I want the ball in my hands." Because Big T is threatening to go to Sapphire, CT uh, and them, they're okay with that. But what we need to talk about in this deliberation is how the Emerald team tries to threaten Amanda into like not switching over to them if she wins. Devin tries to bring her down, saying that she plays a toxic game, that she throws out mindless threats. I don't see how her game's toxic. She's playing very straight up. I don't see how she's throwing mindless threats because she's being transparent. She's just telling them what she's going to do. And he's just saying whatever he can to protect his own ass, which to me is bullshit. Because, Devin, when did you become god of this game? It, it, really? Devin's been to one final and got last place. And he only got there because he was brought in as a replacement after being eliminated beforehand already. And because he picked Skulls yeah. to go to that final. Every time he got nominated and they picked Skulls, that kept them out of elimination. 
So all he did that season was be a layup, and they lost to Jenna Compono in that final, who has two of the worst final performances in challenge history. She has two of the five worst challenge performances in challenge history, and they lost to them. So what does that make you? She beat you in a puzzle, too, in that final, too. So I don't – I'm just saying. I also do not like how Devin speaks to Amanda. They did their original show together, which does not mean they have to be tied together. But in previous seasons, it's meant that on Final Reckoning, like, they were close. Like, Amanda stuck up for Devin in the Johnny instance, and, like, she was ride or die for him. And now he wants to talk to her like she's a second-rate person in the house and, like, shame her for wanting to do what's best for her and ultimately her reasons for being on the show. I would much rather him just say, I'm being selfish for myself. I don't want you to join my team. Not this other stuff of, like, you don't care about your friends. You're snaky. You're shady. And I also, last thing I'll say, I don't love, Amanda was very transparent. I have thrown myself under the bus for someone before so they could win a million dollars. I'm not doing that again. We all know that's Ashley. She did do that. Ashley went on to win the million dollars. And Devin's like, well, that's, that's, a, that's a lesson you're learning from a bad friend. I'm like, she's not even here anymore to defend herself. And her friend still won. So like, why, why can't Amanda benefit her own game? And his argument was counterproductive because why would she look out her for her friends now and Devin and Josh and Nani by not joining their team. It just, none of it made sense. Devin's not as smart as he thinks he is. I would like a comprehensive list or a spreadsheet maybe of Devin's friends. Because I feel like it's none. He keeps like, he's like, oh, Kyle's my friend. CT's my friend. I, I, I don't see that. I see that there are friends for you if it's like a plot line. Like, okay, shame on Amanda for having an actual friend. Yeah. And I, even Kyle in like, was like, what's Devin doing? Like, this guy's getting so annoying. Like, why are you acting this way? And I've been on record. I think Devin's been the second best player on the male side this season. But right now, that just makes you the king of summer school. You're just like, like, okay, thank God you're the best person about all these flunkies. DT's still way better than you. And you're still a scumbag at the end of the day. Like, you're just talking out your ass about this person who has gone to bat for you when others didn't, when people thought you were the absolute garbage, when people were treating you worse than Amanda's being treated now, Amanda fought for you and you can't do the same for her. Just brush your teeth, bro. You're still smelly. Yeah. Still smelly. On this, I'm jumping ahead. Sorry. You've already watched the episode in the scenes for next week. Nelson talks about like, I didn't expect my best friend in the house to betray me. And I like flashes to Amanda. I really hope he is not talking about Amanda and that's just like some weird like tease because like, how can he go talking about her in this instance? Like that she is like not valuable to him or his game and then reference her as his best friend in the house because it's, it's inconsistent. I I thought that was, I thought that was something different. I thought that was uh, Devin referring to Kyle. Well, the camera flashes to Amanda. I I thought she was, I thought she was just laughing at him because of the situation he's in. Mm -hmm. That's what it, I, I watched that over twice because I, I was also confused in the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, though, they yeah, are friends have been friends like it. That yeah, just weird. Yeah, he's he's lost in his own sauce. I mean, he's he's drinking his own Kool-Aid too much. Uh, we also have Tori try to throw out like, so, Amanda, if you call an Emerald girl, are you still going to like take like, are you going to go into Emerald? You know, that would like leave only two girls in Emerald now. And Amanda's like, I'm aware of that happening. And Tori's like shut up real quick because she thought that would be like the big trump card that she could use on Amanda. Like, oh, don't, you know, take don't call me in because that could happen. And Amanda's like, 
no, I, I know that could happen. I'm still gonna, I'm still probably gonna do it. And it was just, it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Because like Tori's like, I don't like the way Amanda plays the game. Telling you what she's gonna do, you don't like that. You don't like when people are fake. And not to just continue to crap on Tori, but it's fun for me. Like Amanda, not Amanda, excuse me. Tori is so inconsistent. Like we've seen her have these confessionals about people, most notably Anissa, where she's just dogged her out. Give Tori a specific cast and theme and relationship to Amanda. She'd be like, like Amanda's best friend. I love the way she plays. Like she's so smart. Like I wish I could be more like her, but she just plays to what she thinks the narrative is. And it's, I, I can't do it. Amanda's smarter than Tori. Yeah. And Josh continues to be an idiot this episode with his mouth open too much. He tries to say something like, oh, Amanda, you're like a sister to me. Just just don't say anything. Just don't say anything in this moment. But instead, he's like asking about like what to do. And he brings up the idea of like, I want to run the final with these girls, which leaves himself open to Amanda pointing out what he said to her the day before. Amanda would not have blown that up had he not thrown it in her face and just lied to everyone and just Thing too much for no reason. Amanda calls him out. Uh, Tori is uneasy because, like, did he really say that? I don't know. I don't know. Amanda gets voted into elimination. But then after, Tori's like, I don't know why you do that friendship with Amanda. And Josh's like, no, I love her. And I, what I want to say here is that Tori is the person who instigated Josh into getting into that fight with Bessie. What type of friend are you? Because Amanda went after you and defused Josh in that moment. That's the friend she is. She's just playing an honest game. And you're just, you're really the one who's talking shit behind her back, if anything. And a flaw that, excuse me, one flaw, not a flaw, one flaw that Tori has, she expects everyone to view her as their number one while she doesn't do the same. I think back to Total Madness when Dee had Jenny's back ahead of Tori. And like Tori and Jordan had an absolute meltdown. People are allowed to have relationships and friendships that exclude you without that making them a bad person or a bad friend. But Tori just cannot handle that. No, I'm I'm just sick of, of Tori's, like, as Alan said, her, like, inconsistency. Just mostly nothing to do with it, but it does have to do with this episode. Beginning of the season, she's all over Kels, and she's like, no, like, this is, like, a, my single season. I'm just going to do this. Makes a joke right before the Daily about half the team sleeping with each other because she's sleeping with a man while... Stick to one thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's I had not thought of that. But yeah, like she's running with whatever she thinks is going to benefit her game best, which I can totally understand. But she plays it up for the camera, which just seems weird to me. Pick a storyline. Pick one. Yeah. And Amanda even says it at one point in the episode, like, you're just big. That doesn't make you like a good player. And like, I, I, I mean, Tori is just someone like. I don't know how she can think she's playing like a great game when you have Casey in the same room and Casey's just better at everything that you do. So at that point you just become not special. Um, And I think that's just something she has to grapple with in life and on the challenge. Um, And uh, yeah, Amanda, she's going into elimination and she has to pick an opponent and that moves us to our elimination portion. And moving into the elimination portion, Amanda walks into that elimination. She sees a tower and she has no idea what the elimination is she decides all right because i have no idea what this elimination is i'm taking the person who's most beatable i'm taking big t so that way if i infiltrate emerald i'll be on a strong team and maybe we just cruise to the final uh big t she knows this was a good chance of happening because the perception of her in the house is not great uh the elimination they play is 
almost like a Mario Party type game that has some physicality to it. Um, players have to twist um, on a wheel that has like a safe type thing. Uh, they could pull out some pipes, but it has to be at the exact location, the exact uh, rivet of the pipe, whatever it was. Um, you have to do it eight times. Once you get up to the eighth pipe, you could stand on that pipe and then jump and hit a bell. First person to do that wins the elimination. It was a, it was an interesting elimination. <laughs> I enjoyed it for the sole fact that we've not seen anything that similar before. And I feel like, you know, honestly, regardless of who you're going up against, it would probably be pretty even. Like, just just like who's got the determination and this mindset to do it the fastest. I really liked this elimination. Um, I don't want to say that too much in case production, for some reason, hears it and then it gets run into the ground like a hall brawl. But I, th- I thought it was a really interesting one. And I think people are going to say like, oh, but if you're stronger, you can just pull the wheel easier and faster and stuff like that. And Amanda did a good job of noting that you had to hit the, the, the wheel only turned one way and you had to get it in the exact spot or else you have to like turn the wheel all over again a whole time, um, which made her strategy of just bumping up and down on the wheel a bunch, just like using it like a shake weight um, until she found the right rivet, even though it did exhaust her arms. It was a slow and steady strategy that made sure that she did not, you know, have to do a whole rotation again. It was a slow and steady, methodical way to play the game. And she killed this elimination. Big T didn't do poorly. Amanda just did better. I agree. I think I think Big T eventually figured out the strategy, but it was a little too late. And I, I do. I'm just going to say that I think Big T is weaker than Amanda. So her her arms wore out much quicker. I did like how I couldn't super figure out who people were cheering for at some points because they're like, yeah, get it, girl. I'm like, which, which one? <laughs> like, I, I, I know who they're cheering for based on, yeah. you know, I watch the show and I realize, like, who's supporting who. But you really could just be like, yeah, go that person. I oh. loved. <laughs> okay, Tori cheering for Big T, duh, like, makes sense. I would do the same if I were in her same situation. But Big T, like, come on, mom. Come on, mama. Like, he's not supported her at all this season until it was time for Big T to rejoin his team. And if you're a Big T in that moment, you've got to be hearing this. I'm not a mother. <laughs> Big T, are you calling me mama? Like, it's a sudden <laughs> And uh, I thought this elimination was rigged for Amanda because, you know, she's a mom now. And you got to open up those Gerber, those, those baby bottles. It's just like... She has the mom strength. This is too... I mean, you don't give this elimination to a mom. I mean, they could open jars that nobody else can. So it was just... it was. This was an unfair advantage. And I feel bad for Big T. She should have had a kid if she was going to go into this elimination. It was... Uh, <laughs> cool. How dare she? I will say, I did like the camera work because for the longest time, I was like, oh, Big T caught up. And then when Amanda was at the top, I'm like, oh no, Big T is still on the fourth pipe. Yeah, I, I will say I would have liked to have seen how Amanda stacked up against one of the other girls or one of the girls, I should say, on the Emerald team. They don't have kids. No shot. Zero shot. They don't have kids. Like, again, this wasn't a mom elimination. They gave it to Amanda. Obvious production favoritism. And she was just dominant in this game. I just couldn't help but think, <laughs> what if she just would have been like, screw it. I'm going out with a bang. Casey, come down here. And she beats Casey in that. Ooh. I feel like Casey is the only one that stood a shot against her because I feel like 
Tori would panic just like Nani would. Oh like, my god. What? Tori trying to fill up throw one wooden block through that grate in that elimination against Jenna, like just trying to shove one block in and Jordan's just screaming at her. Oh my god. Her she couldn't even get the ball pit down last season on total madness. Yeah. Ooh, baby. She and, she, and, and she doesn't have kids, so she would have no shot at this. She's but, rabid. Amanda, yeah. Uh Amanda gets to the top, she jumps off, and she wins the elimination for all moms because moms can do anything. Uh CT, I mean, no, uh, TJ tells Big T, get out of here, Big T, scram. And then 10 seconds later, he's like, hey, Big T, come back in here because we got rid of Ashley. So you get a second chance in the game, which we are all pretty displeased by because this season will end. Uh, maybe they need Big T for numbers reasons, but I think we all would have preferred a double male elimination next week. Yeah, it makes the elimination almost pointless. It, it drives the plot of Amanda jumping teams and like causing that chaos, sure. But, yeah, like, we've had uneven teams do dailies thus far. Make next week a double elimination for the men and then put back on the daily you had planned for the next time that you need certain numbers for. It's just – this is dragging. And we we said before we recorded, it's not dragging as badly as last season. Last season was pretty rough. Oh, But this is getting there. We still have lots of people in this game. Unless the finals in, like, two weeks, I'm a little, I'm a little tired of this. We get a break for Christmas, I hope. Hopefully. I mean, maybe Thanksgiving. I'm praying. Amanda has been I carrying already the had mine. <laughs> Amanda's been carrying the show the last few weeks, so I'm I'm very thankful for her because these could be much worse episodes without her. She's stirring up the drama, she's stirring up the politics, and she chooses to join Team Emerald, sending Tori to Ruby. And I think both teams are kind of made better in the process because Amanda says it like you guys need a brain. So now they have if Devin ever gets eliminated, which is a real possibility, if someone calls him out for a headbanger, you need Amanda's brain going forward. Tori gives the Ruby team some size and athleticism that they've been needing. So it's a win-win for both teams, in my opinion. And honestly, sorry, to, I've shaded Big T too many times. I do apologize. I like the girl. But before they called her back, I thought, Tori with Nelson and Kyle, that's a pretty good team. Like, I'd be worried. Yeah. The known two greatest challengers all time, according to Kyle. According to Kyle. Yeah. on that. <laughs> but, you know, Amanda, two eliminations now for her career. So she's not a one elimination winner anymore. Um, it was a disappointing episode with all the Ashley stuff, but it wasn't the worst episode we've had even this season. Um, had they shown us the whole Ashley stuff, I think this could have been the best episode of the season. Would have been messy. Would have had some good politics, some good drama. Um, didn't get that, but we'll take what we can get, I guess. Uh, <laughs> All I want Stars, answers. Yeah, we want answers. All Stars coming up soon, and I just want to thank all the fans for watching. I want to thank Luke and Nikki for joining me on this podcast. And make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify. Follow Nikki on Twitter at the Nikki Sin. Follow Luke on Twitter at Final Reckoning. Follow Alan on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre, and on Instagram at Caffeine Confessional Podcast. Drop us a like comment. Have a great day.